Okay, welcome to machine learning. Um, I'm going to talk about a book called The End of the Free Market. So in 2008, there was 60,000 multinational companies. State enterprise used money to destroy competition from small and medium businesses. And how did they do that? And that's interesting that uh, that they could actually manage to do that. We'll see how the state enterprises, which is basically a nation's uh, form of a private fund, private equity, used to compete against free market companies. So that that's kind of the premise of what this this. Uh, um, discussion is about this podcast. 51 of the 100 largest economies were corporations, 49 were countries. Tariffs and trade barriers have dropped 80% over the last two years. In 2000, direct foreign investment was $1.4 trillion. Multinational companies were going global to drive down costs and target new customers. State-owned enterprise must answer to political masters and not shareholders. China's National Petroleum Corporation, PetroChina, Sinopact, Petrobras, uh, Pemex, Rosneft, and Gazprom. These are state-owned enterprises that answer to political entities instead of uh, private investors. In 2008, there were 117 state-owned enterprises in Brazil, China, India, and Russia. 239 companies from the U.S., Japan, and Germany fell off the Forbes Global 2000 list. State capitalism empowered political tyranny by creating monopoly barriers and eliminating competition through unfair aid. State capitalism can only survive in totalitarian political systems. That's the part that's really concerning, is that state capitalism can only survive in these dictatorship-like political systems. Three of the four largest banks by market capitalization are owned by state-owned enterprises. <clears throat> the, lar- the richest countries support free trade systems. Free trade systems are moral and, al- and always reject if not satisfied. And that's the basis of a free trade system is it's based on choice. So if your products and services satisfy, then they will continue to choose you. If they don't, then they reject reject you. And and that's a good thing because that allows for competition. The exchange of goods is based on free will. Taxation is the forced acquisition of money. There is no indication the state governments regulate economic activity better than the market forces do. And frankly, I, I love free market systems. Anytime I hear about free market systems and the dynamics of it and the base and and the innovations and the free choice and the uh the value that it adds, it's so exciting. And that's one of the aspects of AI that could be very promising in the free market system is that it can uh, begin to create services that don't exist at this point. And because of those 
enriching services our lives get more complex, but at the same time, we're able to have the systems meet our needs uh, for information. State-owned enterprises enjoy privileged position for contracts. The state plays the lead, lead role economically and gains political power from its monopoly. Governments use regulation to amass wealth and power at the expense of other countries. And that is the totalitarian aspect of state enterprises, is that they are working like a monopoly power. It crushes competition, it reduces in, in, innovation, and uh, reduces the amount of free will in the, in the market, market environment. Merchantilism's goal is to acquire precious metals and keep trade balances to a minimum. Merchants use tariffs, taxes, and quotes to reduce traffic deficit. State capitalism is the 21st century mercantilism. So again, what uh, mercantilism says is it uses tariffs, taxes, and quotas to reduce trade deficits. And when you start into that, I mean, we we use some of that to offset the unfair uh, balance that was occurring between the U.S. and China under Trump administration. And those tariffs and and quotas reduced those deficits that we owed to China have made us more competitive and actually restored more respect for the U.S. in its trade uh, relationships with China. Will a new Fab Lab innovation allow personal industrialization of energy, food, and products, removing more state capitalism? You know, that this type of innovation will produce lots of different products. We see the innovation of 3D printing and uh, the effect it's having on mass production of things that are made out of plastic, three-dimensional shapes, but it also can apply to molding type of things where they can print now boats, uh, eventually they'll print cars, eventually they'll print larger structures like homes. And so innovation, Fab Lab, where your digital designs can be shared over the internet or purchased over the internet, are going to create lots of innovations, but they will not disrupt the state capital enterprise barriers because once they because these are political entities and once they get the political entity in place and the regulation then they can put, apply the stranglehold or the barrier that protects their entity from competition so that's always uh that's always a risk so the answer to that is it's going to make a big difference but until the political entities uh are less constrictive and inhibitive of enterprise then uh, that will remain a a political barrier. China has made a shift from left to right. Eastern Europe has moved right to meet the demands of the free market European Union. Should trillions of dollars of shadow U.S. bank accounts become public? Yes. If uh, taxpayers bail out banks, should the taxpayer be entitled to the shadow account disclosures as a matter of public interest? Absolutely. Should be full disclosure, transparency, and and that's kind of what we saw from the bailouts as an insistent by the government was, and particularly the Republicans, which I'm a, a Republican, 
but the Republicans were insisting more transparency by these uh, banks that were receiving public money for the bailouts. The Ministry of International Trade and Industry not converted to Japan into a command economy. Japan is a free maker economy. Yen floats, trade has been liberalized, and international monopoly barriers dropped. Sweden, Norway, Finland, Denmark, and Iceland have reduced poverty to low levels. Fantastic. But at the same time, uh, I do dislike the idea of socialized governments where the wealth is being forced distributed, and I think that's incorrect. I think it should be, again, based on free free will. But as we... The whole premise is this, as governments are getting more powerful and entering into the marketplace, they're reducing the amount of free will in the market, and so everything becomes more socialized and forced distribution of the wealth it becomes more commonplace. Russia and China do not want to return to communist form of government. Instead, Russia and China want to keep as much control as possible through authoritative government form, Russia and China practice authoritative capitalism. Yes, because we've seen in the Cold War that communism economics fell. They have a rapid acceleration, but due to the central planning, it'll plateau and eventually uh, begin to degrade, and the slow attrition will eventually impoverish the whole system so the innovation doesn't... Uh, it doesn't adjust through the free market system to correct for uh, inefficiencies and the uh, distribute new distribution of wealth through innovation, innovation that capitalism will uh, create. The U.S. exports 36% of the world's oil. U.S. Yep, and uh, because was at one time the number one exporter of oil in the world. Peak oil production in 1970 represented the collapse of the dollar, a shift to gold, and a start of the fiat currency. Oil production will not decrease in 2030 and remain strong until 2050. By 2025, there will be 1.5 billion cars in the world. Three-fourths of the the oil reserves are owned by oil companies Armco, Gazprom, uh, CNPC, NIOC, PDVSA, Petrobras, Abu Dhabi, Kuwait, and Petronas. And when you look at Russia's attack on uh, Ukraine and also the potential grasp of oil in that region in the Black Sea and in the Adriatic Sea, then you could see the increased um, capitalization on oil reserves owned by Russia after the Ukraine conflict comes to an end. In in 2009, China's investment in Africa exceeded $100 billion. In 2008, sovereign wealth funds were believed to have $4 trillion in funds. It really concerns me how big BlackRock has become. They say that its assets are over a trillion dollars. And you start to see here a lot of U.S. corporations now that are owned by the China's sovereign wealth fund called BlackRock. The state owns 40% of India's largest companies, 200 companies in all. India needs to let free market reform remove the corrupt layers of the old caste system. India should cut subsidies and reform welfare. 
India's deficit spend spends uh, even during periods of prosperity. India cannot compete with China projects due to the large amount of fiscal assets. Yeah, India just doesn't have the the power, financial power that China has. But at the same time, it needs to remove the corruption. There's like about 20% of the corruption, corruption uh, 20-25%. And it all starts in the family. It's one of the things I've, I've uh, come to realize that honesty, fair play, um, innovation, working hard, these values all start in the family. And uh, the only hope India has is to focus in on family and the family values and begin to uh, change that way instead of trying to hold to old caste systems that are decaying and dying. India's politics are more interesting in welfare programs and aid voter support than in engaging in reform and economic development. India's railroad employs 1.4 million people and that's one area that uh, railroads are, are expanding in the U.S. There's lots of money going into railroad and railroad development, innovation, improvements. And it's still a major form of transportation for moving goods across the country. India also realizes that and that they need to continue to expand and improve their railroad system to stay modern in the 21st century. Shenzhen and Gaozhou have become manufacturing powerhouses. Yes, we've seen how many of the jobs in America have moved to China in the search for profits. Companies were making more money by uh, hiring cheaper labor, moving their manufacturing process to China. This has allowed China to have many more millionaires, lots of uh, new jobs were created, and maintaining the manufacturing base, which is the wealth of any nation. Chinese national industry depending on state-owned enterprises for food housing and social benefits that's one of the big concerns that then everything becomes uh, the ownership of large state-owned enterprises and they it's basically becomes like a giant tribute system Uh, china joined the world trade organization in 2001 china state capitalism began with the state council china believes it must assert heavy control of its banks to spur growth Three out of four state-owned banks have been converted to free market banks where the state maintains major voter control. Now, isn't that interesting that they switched there? That goes to show that China has a lot, a very, very high number of capitalists and also points out, as um, Jim Rogers has said, is that some of the best capitalists in the world are in China. So that them, that is inspiring in the sense that if the world's uh, count of number of state-owned enterprises and the market volume that they own is increasing, that this trend of state of private free market banks um, is emerging tells tells you that capitalism is still alive and well. China's laid off 50 million employees since 1990. China's companies have invested in Canada, Kakistan, Brazil, Venezuela, Ecuador, and Argentina. And the reason why they're investing is for oil. So Kakistan is huge in terms of oil. It's the prize. Um, Brazil, Venezuela has oil. Ecuador has oil and Argentina. China has $2 trillion in foreign reserve, uh, probably closer to three today. In 2008, direct foreign investment in China was $92 billion, mostly from Japan 
And in 2007, China's Investment Corp, CIC, was formed with $200 billion in assets that allowed state control by private-owned companies. Big concern. Okay, so those are the, char- the, the uh, facts related to the emergence of state-owned enterprises.